BBC World Service is currently undergoing a large expansion, adding 12 new languages teams to its existing 28 local services. But how can the BBC manage the digital transformation of the existing teams, as well as the launch of new ones, while taking into account each region's specific audiences, as well as the organization's goals? I'm Catalina Albanu, and in this latest episode of the Journalism.co.uk podcast, we'll find out what powers this expansion and the digital strategy behind it. Dmitry Shishkin, Digital Development Editor at BBC World Service, has been working on managing change inside the existing teams currently receiving investment, as well as on identifying new opportunities in each region. We know that we have, there is a publicly announced figure that BBC needs to reach half a billion people a week by BBC's 100 years, which is 2022. And uh, we know that language services, and BBC News language services, which are, I'm responsible for the digital development of, they need to contribute a quarter of that. So roughly 125 million people a week need to be consuming us. So we need to grow a lot. And um, the, the idea was to not only invest in the new services, but also look at the existing ones as well, because you can then have a disbalance between some of the new launches and some deficiencies in the existing services. And the way we wanted to do it, we didn't want to just give money to individual teams uh, without understanding why and what kind of things we're going to fund. So the funding goes uh, on a couple of levels. There is the individual service or individual team level, level where we give people uh, visual video journalists and social media specialists and stuff like that, or just beef up their digital operation. Um, but we're also giving them specific digital roles on a regional level. So. For example, Africa get a couple of growth editors, uh, Africa get a couple of uh, visual journalism teams, data journalism teams get both for Nairobi and Lagos. So I'm responsible for the creation of about 320 roles and I'm not l looking after them myself, I invest in individual teams. So that's one thing. Separately we have a large investment going to the product team to make sure that we increase our product building and product development for languages mainly to do with progressive web apps and um, Google uh, accelerated mobile pages, those types of things, and apps and light apps, just to make sure that BBC as a whole is able to, I guess, address the challenges created by this huge expansion. And then the third thing which excites me the most really is the culture change within the organization itself, because it's, um, this is an opportunity to reset so certain things, there's an opportunity to have a look, take stock at what we're doing and how we're doing things. And um, so the editorial digital transformation is um, equally important for me. And by that I mean integrating data in decision-making, being very creative about formats, uh, trying to do new things, trying to collaborate with others as well. So this is about sending this message out there that we want to be seen as uh, really significant players in all the markets where we are. We know that it's impossible or very hard for us to be generalists in those markets. Speaking at the Gen Summit in Vienna in June and at other media industry events, he emphasized the importance of diversifying the content each team offers according to the needs of their audience, as well as the need to refer to data in order to make informed decisions. Being creative with storytelling formats and open to collaborations between the different departments within the organization has also been instrumental to the transition, and thinking about scale has to be part of the mix. But a focus on content has to be at the heart of any change in strategy, 
propped up by an understanding of what your audience needs. Shishkin explained his team breaks down audience needs into six. Update me, inspire me, give me perspective, keep me on trend, amuse me and educate me. Only a few of these have historically been part of the BBC's editorial strategy. So the goal today is to focus on all equally. Creative reviews kickstart this process. Content is queen, right? So the, it's really important to stress that I don't believe in wrapping anything in shiny new colors or whatever, or relaunching some sites. If your content is not needed, then you, you will not be successful. So you always, always start with content. So that's important. And uh, for us, the digital change that we are helping languages, language teams with is probably occupies 75% of my time, really. And um, by putting digital specialists in region, then I have my proxies in regions and they can help me navigate that change. So they are able to be much more specific with those teams uh, as to what works, what doesn't work on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis. So data helps, certainly. Messaging helps. In the last um, 18 months, we have done about 12 creative reviews of um, services that uh, we broadly were um, concerned uh, with in terms of their digital ability to grow faster. We looked at their performance, some of them were stagnating, some of them were not growing as fast as we wanted to. And we spent about, I guess, a month, uh, well it takes about two weeks to do a creative review and for example you take 1200 URLs and then you basically interrogate the hell out of it from the, as far as data is concerned. You assigned as many genres to the URLs, as many formats, and then you create lots and lots of uh, graphs and charts, and then you, you come up with a list of recommendations because what you are finding, like for example, we have found that anything that adds value to the coverage is becoming increasingly our um, unique selling point. So I compared performance of, uh, say, profile pages or Q&As or um, features, long-form features across five or six services, and the, the outcome was exactly the same. All those added value pieces of content were performing between five and ten times better than the average. So that means that BBC in those markets is needed for something else. Of course we still do breaking news. Of course we provide the global picture of the day, but we are doing it differently. Like, for example, when Macron has won the elections in France, uh, probably for the majority of our services across the world, uh, somebody winning a French election is not a story, really. But uh, it's an important story, but instead of just doing a write-up, which probably this is something which we would have done before, we have done an analytical piece about five youngest leader, world leaders around the world. And that basically contextualizes Macron's win. And this is how we are going to differentiate ourselves from the rest of the market. And it's, it's quite cool because you suddenly think, actually, you know, I didn't know that San Marino is uh, headed by a 28-year-old. You know, those types of things. So the broad strategy, the way I see it, for the whole of language services, apart from some of them which cater for markets of real need like Somalia or Iran, or, it's, the strategy is, is broadly called explain and connect. So you look at six user needs and you make sure that you satisfy all of them in equal measure. And uh, because to inspire people within the news category is equally important than just to update them as well or explain or educate. But how can you tell if a shift in strategy or storytelling style is working? And if it's not, when do you know it's time to stop? With 40 different teams, it's difficult to come up with a process that works for all at the BBC World Service. Some projects that could be successful in the long term might show unimpressive results a few weeks in. 
Some projects that have been successful in one iteration might not show the same results when replicated with a different story. At BBC Russian, the team kept a live blog taking questions from readers about the United Kingdom. They used the Harkin platform to organize this and found the initial incarnation to be a huge hit with the audience. They were answering questions about, uh, about Britain across the whole day. The average engagement time for that page was five and a half minutes, whereas the average enge engagement per, for one story for the Russian service is under a minute. So that means that that particular thing completely worked. So they wanted to try it again for the end of year reviews for subjects like science and tech and things like that, and some of that didn't work. So it's, um, you take, it's always common sense, right? So sometimes you get, I just want to say the feeling, but I don't deal with feelings that much. But sometimes you, you understand why things don't work. Sometimes you are surprised, obviously, but um, uh, more often than not, you're right. Managing change is also a matter of being trusted by the teams whose workflows you are about to uproot. Having one person of contact acting as a bridge between Shishkin's team and the local language service has helped, as has Shishkin's own experience as digital editor of the BBC Russian website. I think they trust me and my team overall because I, uh, uh, I am really privileged to be working with um, the, the best people from, the, from other language services. So my team is incredibly diverse. They all represent language services in some shape uh, or the other. The majority of people have achieved a lot in their own teams. So they have, when, once they become change managers, then uh, people generally respect them for what they say because they have done something. So I used to be the um, digital editor for the Russian website and uh, when I was the digital editor for the website it was named the best uh, website in Russian language for news. So that so people tend to trust the, the experience. You also need to have patience. You never, never barge in like a bull in the china shop and try to change things quickly. You always need to win people over. But I always say that you need to start with people who will be leading the change uh, very visibly and you always need to start with people who are going to actually practically implement the change. So you win these two groups over and then the change happens. You've been listening to the journalism.co.uk podcast. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, we wanted to remind you about our next Newsview Wired event, which is taking place in London. Join us and experts from organisations such as the New York Times, CNN, Al Jazeera and more for a day that's jam-packed with workshops, panel discussions and short talks on topics like community and local journalism, audio for social media, push alerts and how to make big things happen on small budgets. You can book your ticket for the 19th of July on our website www.newsrewired.com. See you there!